Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Jackie Schimmel, philanthropist, motivational speaker, glowing wife, animal rights activist, and a shoulder to cry on. Not really. I'm a crazy bitch, but a hoot and a half. If you haven't listened to my podcast, The Bitch Bible, brace yourself, pour yourself a stiff drink, and get ready to laugh your ass off or cry. Make sure you subscribe yourself to The Bitch Bible Podcast right now. You're going to effing love it. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. Today, I don't even know how to introduce my guest. Hi, Becky. I see you're taking a sip of your wine right now. Well, good, good timing. Hey, Anish, how are you? I'm good. So a lot of people don't know. Well, you probably do know if you follow me on IG or you know me personally. I love meeting new people. And during the pandemic, Family Karma season one aired and I was on IG live every day for three months. And I was trying to connect and meet with as many people as possible. And that's always been my jam. And I actually like to meet people in real life too, except, you know, we've been in quarantine and lockdown. And so I haven't really met people in person, but thank God for, you know, technology. One of the few blessings of technology is that we get to reach out through the airwaves, through the internet and meet people. And so during one of my IG lives, you came on as, you know, someone who watched the show. And instead, <laughs> you outed yourself as an I Indian sure. lesbian on my IG live. I sure did. I can't believe I did that. 
And we're both South Indian. We're from the dirty South, honey. That's right. Dirty South of India. Y'all don't even know. Yeah. So what happened? What was going through your head? Because obviously we've been in touch on and off. A lot has happened since. It's going to be almost a year, which is Mm -hmm. wild. March 2020. And now we're, you know, ending ending February 2021, which is wild. So what made you, what happened on that (laughs) IG live? I don't know. I was just feeling it. It was like 10 p.m. on whatever random night in pandemic. And I was like, maybe I'll press, you know, request. And I was not expecting for you to add me um, in that. And I don't know. While we were talking, I was like, she seems like good people, right? Like, she just seems like you were so entertaining, of course, during the show. Like, how could people not connect with you? Um, But just even being able to connect with you one-on-one, quote-unquote one-on-one, on that Instagram live, I was like, yeah, okay. And we were talking and and you asked me about my life. And I was like, yeah, my wife, or at the time, girlfriend, was sleeping upstairs. And so I just... I, I think you were talking about relationships or something like that. And I was like, look, we're like mid late thirties. There's just so much pressure on us. And I was like, I'm tired of it. I think you're also getting to an age where I don't give a F like, I don't care. Please say it, know? honey. It's a podcast I don't give called a currently <laughs> cringing. You don't give a fuck, honey. You don't yes. give a fuck. Neither do I. <laughs> That's right. And you just get to a point where like, no, I'm not going to fit into your mold and into your path. This is me and I got to live into it. And you were just inspiring me. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much. By the way, you're stunning. You're stunning. I don't know. About I'm, that. I'm just floored by you because I'm here like, oh, I'm being called old and I'm not married. And aunties, you know, they pick on me. Meanwhile, you're here from a very conservative Indian family as well. Mm-hmm. Like me, South Indian. It's a whole different level. Mm-hmm. And then we're talking about relationships on this IG live, except you're like, honey, I'm a lesbian. I'm Indian and my partner's black. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I just thought, you know what? Let me do it all. Let me yes. take <laughs> take it to the next level. And the thing is, you know, I, I at that time was not out either. So not many people in my Indian community knew about me. Um, let alone that I was dating a black woman. So yeah, I, I, I don't know what possessed me other than I, I just love her and I love us and I love our relationship. So congratulations on finding love. And now how old were you when you knew you were gay? And did you have like a bisexual phase before you stepped into (laughs) lesbian? Because I, by the way, a lot of people don't know I have a lot of lesbian friends and yeah. they don't tell anybody that they're lesbians. It's so different. It's a different dynamic than with gay men. And so I cannot even share my lesbian friends with the world because they don't want anyone knowing they're lesbians. And it blows my mind. Like why? And these are Indian folks? No, they're all they're from all over the world. They're, mm. they're Latina. They're white. They're Indian, and I just don't understand why it's a double standard for women to be lesbians, but everyone loves a gay man. Yeah, that's so... We should talk about that. So you asked how old was I when I knew, and that's a story, I feel like. I was 26 when I started to... I broke up with this guy, and I was like, I think I'm into 
other people. And I actually identify as queer or pansexual. So just kind of open to all folks of all genders and really getting to know a person. Now, I'm sure that will throw our community for a whole loop. Like, what does that even mean? So I'm not even going to get into that right now. But I was 26. And so I was very slow in coming out. I told only a couple of people, especially only like one or two people in my Indian community, like my sister, who I'm very cousin sister, who I'm very close with. But then my parents retired to India sometime around that time that I was coming out. And they shipped me a bunch of boxes from Texas because they were going to move to India. And when they shipped me those boxes, I went through and it was just old stuff, photo albums, my like Nintendo from 1980, whatever. And then a whole box of diaries. And in that box of diaries, I cracked open one that had a little lock on it. And it was probably from 1993. And it said, I think that I'm gay. And I crossed it out. So I was probably around 10, right? Around that time. And so I have no recollection of that, though. So that means that a 10-year-old repressed their memories and didn't tell anybody, but didn't even think about it until they were 26 again, probably because I thought people would think that I was weird or that I you know, would be made fun of or that I would get in trouble. So I guess I've had it in me my whole life. And most people say, oh, I knew my whole life. I actually didn't know my whole life. It was repressed somewhere in me. Wow. So when did you come out? When did you start telling people? Was it the IG live? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, basically. I mean, I slowly have come out probably since 2012. But that like IG live, I was like, oh, shit. I just came out to a bigger platform than my private little IG that my like mom or my cousin is on or my Facebook. You know, it was just so big, it felt like. And then Kelly and I were engaged at that time. That's my wife. And so when we got married, I was like, you know what? Like we got married in May of 2020. People have got to know I can't hide my life. I'm not going to hide my life. I'm not about that. And so I've just since then been coming out. And to be honest with you, because I'm like feminine presenting, when I go out in the world, people don't see like, because you have stereotypes, right? People don't see me and see like queer woman. They see somebody who might be into men. And so I feel like I'm going to be coming out for the rest of my life. That makes sense. Absolutely. You know, I have friends, my lesbian friends, they're all, you know, they kind of switch it up. Sometimes they're femme, sometimes they're not. But I know they're all very successful. You know, they're doctors, they're they're lawyers, and they don't tell their employers they're lesbians. And Mm. I mentioned this earlier. I don't know what it is. Why? Why aren't lesbian women treated the same way gay men are. I feel like people are more accepting of gay men. I mean, I'm speaking from my own personal observation, my own lesbian girl gang. Yeah, they hide they hide their queerness, as you say. And, you know, for those listening, the only reason I say, you know, oh, Becky is with a black woman is because as an Indian, you know, we are brainwashed with all these social constructs like I said in previous podcasts like I don't know what I would be if someone didn't brainwash me to tell me you should like men over and over and over again or you should not date BMWs right BMWs I heard that from my uncle Muslim white stay away from the BMW I heard it was black Mexican white oh well that's because you're from Texas honey yeah that's (laughs) That's that's probably what it was which is so 
fucked up. Like yes. it's so fucked up that we both have that version that was told to us. It's from every really Indian person, every brown person, right? That's what we're told. I mean, and it makes no sense to me because I don't see color. In fact, I'm brown and I grew up, you know, feeling that I was isolated at times because of my skin yeah. color. So I never want to make anyone else feel that way as well. But we do have these, you know, thoughts ingrained in us because we've been brainwashed. Oh, I mean, sure. They, I think the way that we're socialized is there's so much anti-Black racism in our communities. I think we should see color, but not in that way, right? I, I need to recognize my wife's Blackness. If I don't, then we're out in the world and she's getting treated differently than I. And that's, that's not her fault, but it is because of racism. And if I don't acknowledge her real experience out in the world, that's not fair to her and it's not authentically seeing her. Now, going back to what you said originally about like, why? Why are maybe more lesbians closeted or queer women more closeted? I don't know if I have an answer for that. I feel like men so often get opportunities in this patriarchal society that say, you can be who you want to be and achieve anything that you want to be. I think there is some toxic masculinity. And so men do experience some things that women may not may not like two women kissing may seem hot. Right. And is so often the centering of porn. But two men doing that may not be deemed the same way to straight men. Right. Um, but I think in the in our culture, and I can only speak for our culture, and I can't even speak for our whole culture, right? Because there's so many cultures within India, is that we just women and girls in India and I Indian immigrants here are just so sheltered, right? We are told to be good daughters, good wives, good mothers, um, and if we stray from that, that we are not successful. And in that little sheltering and in that box that we are put in, we don't get to really explore other identities of ourselves potentially. And there's not really representation of queer Indian women anywhere. There, there, you know? I don't even know of an example. Mm. Yeah, I I know a few, but you know, again, we're few and far between that I know of. That doesn't mean that we don't exist. There are many of us out there, but to actually have social connections with, I had to like find people on Instagram. Yes. So now, would you say you actually came out in your mid-30s? How old are you right now? I am, I turned 38 this year. See, so for 38 years, did you have lesbian experiences or were you just mm. hiding and not doing anything? Because for me, you know, I've basically been living my best life since I turned... 33 and I'm 36 now. So for so many years, I was living a life of checking boxes and yeah. I don't have any regrets because I know this was the path and the journey and the lessons that were meant for me, you know, on this time that I'm here. Yeah. I mean, I think that's right. A, I think that when we are in our 30s, we start to come into ourselves in a way that we weren't able to in our 20s. We were probably trying to check boxes and please people in different ways. And I think our 40s will be even better. And I trust and believe that. Uh, for me, I think that as far as lesbian or queer experiences before that, I did in high school because I wasn't allowed to date in high school. Same. I was definitely home by sundown. Uh, in college, I was I my first love was this Pakistani guy that I went to college with. You're dangerous, dated, honey. 
I know it was a <laughs> Pakistani Muslim guy. That I mean, surely Pakistani would not Muslim have Muslim guys are like the hottest breed of men. Okay, <laughs> shout out to he the Pakistani men with the beard game. I'm here for it. I'm looking at you, honey. I see you. We were. It was real cute. We were both in the Indian Pakistani Student Association together. It was sweet. But like, sure, you know, I might have in my senior year in college or after college, like kissed a girl out at a bar somewhere, right? Maybe. Uh, But I never really dated or did anything with women until I was in my late 20s. And so now your wife, Mm. how did you meet and how did you introduce her to your family? Tell me the story. What? Uh, um, okay, so I used to work at a national nonprofit called Planned Parenthood. You might have heard of it. Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, again, straying from my culture in a lot of different ways. Um, but luckily, my parents have been so supportive of my career journey. So I worked at Planned Parenthood and she worked at the national office and we met that way and we became friends. We Oh, we became friends because of Bravo. We both love the real housewives of pretty much every city. And I was like, you are awesome. Let us talk about everything. So we'd across country watch like Real Housewives of New Jersey and then drink wine and talk all night about it. And then one time she was like, I want to go to India. I said, "Okay, let me take you to India. So I took her to Kerala. Can someone do that to me, whoever's listening? Okay, I want to go to Cambodia. All right? Put it out. I'm just putting Put it, it out, out into there. the world. Yes. Manifest it. So we went to India, and it was the best trip. We went and sat on a beach in Goa and, like, read feminist poetry oh, to each lovely. other. And then I took her to Kerala to meet my family as a friend, yes. as a friend only. And this was the first time that some people... Uh, like my my parents' cousins had ever seen a black person yeah. in real life because we live out in a village in Kerala, yes. right? My parents, of course, had met and seen and worked with black folks whenever they lived in Texas. But they were just so fascinated by her. And there was a bit of like a little bit of weirdness, right? Where they're just like... Yes, it's like when I go to China, you know, and you go <laughs> to mean, these villages and everyone wants to take a picture of you. But you know... There are people in this village that will probably never see an Indian ever in their entire life. So this is their opportunity. So they're treating mm-hmm. you like you're, you know, a specimen. Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. I it's, enjoy it. You know, I'm a thirsty little she, bitch. <laughs> I love I think it. She was actually fine with it, too. Somebody asked her to sing Justin Bieber and she <laughs> did. And I was like, why did you do that? She said they wanted to hear Justin Bieber. I was like, you are a weirdo and I love it. You know, it just helped me fall up with her even more, even though she did not have to do that. So after that, we we like just connected more. And I moved to DC where we now live. And we've been together since 2016. She proposed right before the pandemic, I guess it was 2019. And I proposed to her as well. Amazing. And so, and then we, we got married and I came out to my parents probably a year before that. Wow. And before so the engagement, we talk about this too, with my gay friends, how, did you know to propose after? How does that happen? She proposed to you with a ring. And then did you just get down on your knee with a ring too? Because you didn't know. How does it work? 
actually, I proposed first now that I'm thinking about it. I proposed to her on Christmas Eve uh, with this little Cartier ring that she really wanted, not like a typical diamond or anything like that, just this random ring that they have. And she she accepted, obviously. And then uh, around Easter, uh, we're Christian. And so around Easter, she was like, we are Easter people. She kept saying that to me. I was like, I don't know what that means because we've <laughs> never been Easter people before. So, yes. okay. I could tell she was being weird. So I was like, something's about to happen. And so she put me on this indoor Easter egg hunt in the middle of pandemic. And uh, she proposed to me. And the last egg was a was a ring, this ring. And she did well, honey. It looks beautiful. I Yeah, I love it's it. It's a very nice ring. Okay, <laughs> so now... You're engaged. Have you had the wedding? We did. We had the wedding in May of 2020, 520, 2020. Beautiful. Because mm-hmm. this past Valentine's Day, 2021, you mm-hmm. made a huge announcement on IG. My jaw was on the floor. And I'd like you to share with, you know, the uh, the cringers, the listeners. What did you do? What did you announce? I announced that Kelly's pregnant and with my egg, she, we did something called reciprocal IVF. And so we're having a baby in August of 2020 and I am beyond excited. And I'm so thankful to science. I'm so thankful to healthcare providers and, and just everything for even making this possible for queer families, because this would not have been possible otherwise. I want to talk about this and I want to know a bit about the process only because you're making me look like such a basic bitch out here talking about how I'm 36 and single and you're like, I'm 38 and a lesbian and I'm marrying to a black person. And then I'm like, I just froze my eggs. And you're like, I'm having a baby with my lesbian wife. (laughs) I mean, A, we are all on our own journey, right? And I, whatever you want and whatever you manifest, I feel like Cambodia is coming. Um, I hope so. Cambodia, Cambodia and South Africa. Thank you. There you go. Oh, there you go. Put it out into the world. Um, have you frozen your eggs, by the way? I did. I froze my yeah. eggs this past year uh, in October. Uh, so glad it's out of the way. It was yes. kind of a burden. I never thought I would have to. But thank God, you know, my AMH levels are fine. But why take a chance? Why yeah, take a that's chance? exactly what I... Yeah, that is exactly what I would say to any listener out there that is, uh, you know, approaching or over the age of 35, but before 40 or before 43, like really get out there and freeze your eggs. It's not because you're going to necessarily use those. It's just like a good backup plan to have. And like you said, I appreciate that. We're both so grateful for the science and the technology. And for those people that think it's expensive, they have payment plans. They have a lot of options. Everyone who wants a child who is in their mid to early 30s and you're not with anyone and you don't know what's going to happen, I am urging you to freeze your eggs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there are programs and organizations out there that will help fund it too um, because I know this isn't something that everybody can access, but you know, check it out, like do the research. There are folks especially that like will help queer families get the funding that they need for fertility. Right. So what was the process like? What happened? How did you have this discussion? Where did you begin? Just walk me through this. 
Sure. We went, I was getting to that, you know, uh, again, I think we're very similar in age. And so I was getting to that point where I was like, oh my God, they're already considering us a geriatric of geriatric right? age. And I'm like, pregnant, I'm so is, young. Stop doing that yeah, to me. We are young. That is so like that word for whatever reason, the connotation just feels so degrading yes. for somebody who is in their thirties. And so I was getting panicked. And so I went to the fertility clinic here and we took them through kind of every version of doing it. Like, do I get pregnant first? Does Kelly get pregnant first? But we wanted to do something which we have the option of doing because we have two uteruses is reciprocal IVF. So she's carrying my egg and we'll have a biological connection and feeling with this child. Um, and one day, eventually, I might carry her egg. And so I then will uh, have a biological connection also with her egg, who will become our child. And they'll have the same sperm donor, which is an unknown Indian sperm donor. Wow. So one child who is coming out of her his black mom, by yes. the way, it's a boy, um, is going to be a fully Indian kid. And then we'll have one kid that's half Indian and half black, just like our vice president of the United States. Shout out to Kamala Harris, honey. Mm -hmm. That is incredible. And now when is she due? Because I know you made the announcement on Valentine's Day. Yeah, she's due mid-August. So we're looking at a little Leo baby potentially or a Virgo baby. Which one would you mean? Virgo sun, Leo rising. There you go. All about it. I'm a Leo sun and a Virgo rising. Oh my God, we're switched. That's why we've got this swagger, honey. That's right. So I'm hoping for a Virgo, to be honest with you, because she's an Aries. I'm a Leo. It's just a lot of fire in this house. Let's have a little Virgo baby to chill us out. Yeah, I keep attracting air signs throughout my life. I don't know why that is. What do you think that is? I don't know. I attract intellectual, sexual air men. And I don't know why. Sexual. Very sexual. (laughs) I'm about it. Okay. Yeah, Are yeah, you I'm, dating one right now in this pandemic? Have you found one? I'm uh, not speaking on that right now. Oh, I love it. Okay. okay. But yes, there are two air signs right now, but I <laughs> seem that seems to be what I attract and I don't know why. And they're very quiet. They're the opposite of me, which <laughs> I love, but I don't know what attracts them to me outside of obviously physical attraction. But I'm wondering... Why what are you these... talking about? No, I you I'm, are no I'm... fun and vibrant. Well, what I want to know what of... attracts the introverts. These are quiet, intellectual men who are highly sexual and they love <laughs> being with me. I don't know what it is. I don't know. What I, it is. I know what it is. It is they need. I mean, don't they say like opposites attract and this energy that you have, you just tap into there and maybe you have that sexual energy for them, too. And Perhaps. so, hell yes. Yes, because low key Virgos are freaks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They said <laughs> I saw something recently that were like Virgos are just closeted Scorpios. Yeah, basically. I mean, I. I've been in my room for a minute now, but that's about to change. Let me just put it that way. Okay. Ooh, okay. About to change. Okay. But, I can't wait to hear. Well, you can't do much in your parents' house. You know, we've discussed this. Like, it's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not cool. No. no kidding. It isn't cool. Uh, good luck with Thank that. Thank you. Good and luck with having a more. baby. 
Oh my God. I mean, my independence is gone. I'm so excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm so excited about a baby, but I'm like, wow, no sleep. Wow. Definitely not all these, like I can go out to brunch all day and, and have a drink. So I'm going to, I'm going to live it up this summer, hopefully. And how's Kelly doing? She's great. You know, she has moments of like nausea and fatigue and all of that kind of stuff, but she's, she's doing okay. She's just like, chilling. She's working over at Planned Parenthood and doing her damn thing. I love it. I love it. And now I want people to be able to DM you or message you Mm -hmm. if they have any questions. And I also want, like you said, the importance of the queer community. You know, we you're not living a life of least resistance, right? There's a lot of there are a lot of challenges, unfortunately, right for queer people because we live in a world with, you know, people who are brainwashed and people are shitty at times. I don't want to say that. I want to believe that, you know, there are good people, but I've seen it with my own lesbian friends and my gay friends and my friends who, you know, don't identify, you know, as a gender. And even just me, just a Mm -hmm. regular Indian girl living, you know, my life. It's tough. There are tough days. And I just want you to leave them with a positive message. I mean, if you can do it and you're thriving and happy and you're having a baby and you're living your best life, you're an inspiration to me. But I just want you to leave them with a positive message and, you know, your IG and how they can contact you. Because there are a lot of people out there that would just love to talk to someone who's been in their shoes. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Especially for my queer Indian folks that that are out there. I think here's the thing is our our life is an interesting one. And I mean, it's just it's not going to be easy. I think there was a messaging campaign a while back that said it gets better. It actually doesn't get better. But what I have learned over my time is that I have to celebrate the little moments and build off of those because it's very easy for me to get caught up in those moments that I was down in depression or that I was really having, I was down at rock bottom um, because it hasn't been all rainbows and sunshine and glitter, right? And pride parades. Uh, It has been yucky. I have lost family members because they didn't accept my relationship. I have, you know, lost friendships because they didn't understand it. Um, But what I have realized is that my chosen family is a beautiful, incredible, and strong one. Um, And so I I implore that you seek out your chosen family because, and luckily part of my chosen family is actually my regular family too. Um, But there are those people um, and you will find community. And if you can't find community, reach out. And my Instagram is at busybecky, B-U-S-Y-B-E-C-K-Y. And feel free to reach out to me. Um, And I feel like the things like Instagram and TikTok and all of those help you find our community. I have seen so many Generation Z and young folks that are queer Indian folks that I never got to see in my 20s and in my teens. And so to be able to have access to that, I have I am so excited for the next generation and the ability for them to be able to express themselves in a way that our generation never was. It's beautiful. We talked about that, me and my friend Cass, on a previous podcast, how Gen Z is just so inspiring. You know, Mm -hmm. they're they're living freely. They're not living with, you know, social rules and they just don't care. And there's no such thing really as toxic masculinity or 
you know, being too femme. They're just being themselves. I love it. Yeah. I do love it. I love it. And, you know, sometimes they talk to us about needing a mentor, somebody who's older, but we're getting to an age that I feel like if we do not have a mentor that is younger than us, then we're going to be irrelevant. Like we have to really learn from these younger folks. Uh, So I make it, I make it a kind of a a mission of mine to learn from and get to know younger folks who are in their 20s and in their teens through my work and all of that. Yes, it's that Virgo energy, baby, because I am the same way. I need to surround myself with the youth. I never want to be that person that, you know, oh, you're too old or why are you on TikTok or oh, why are you doing that? You know, you're in your 30s. Why are you hanging out with 20 year olds? Age is just a number, first of all. And second of all, the new generation. Yeah, the new generation. Yeah, is lo- that's where you learn. You learn from the youth. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to I just want to clarify on the age is nothing but a number unless you are R. Kelly and these are like well, that was um, his song. Yeah, we're you not going to get canceled out here. Uh, right, right. Especially we're not me dating out here people. Dating 30 year olds. <laughs> I'm out here dating 30 year olds and I'm like, age is just a number. <laughs> Good for you. I, you know what? I can't wait to hear more about these air signs uh, that are highly sexual people. (laughs) I'm all about it. I love that. You know, I used to work at Planned Parenthood and I know we got to wrap up, but like sexuality is something um, even beyond sexual orientation. Our sexuality is something that we don't talk about enough. Um, And that's a whole nother conversation. Especially in Indian culture, dude, we're like suppressed. Yes. It's crazy. But I love you. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to see your journey and follow, you know, more of your story. And I hope I get to meet you and Kelly and the baby soon. I know. I hope that as well. Thank you for, I mean, I I think I said this before, but like that Instagram live, I think really just popped off my life. And 2020 to 2021 personally has been wild ride. And I just appreciate your support and your love. And, you know, you check in every once in a while, which I just think is amazing. And of course, we are going to support you on Family Karma and all your endeavors. Um, And of course, always cringing with you. Hashtag currently cringing all the time. Everyone, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. 
Join me next week for more chat.